welcome to Cocktails Over Coffee, a podcast that spotlights truly inspiring individuals that have taken a leap of faith by leaving their corporate careers, otherwise known as their coffee, to pursue their passion, otherwise known as their cocktail. I'm Janae Green, and I'm so excited to be here today with Mark C. Cheers. Cheers. We've got our after five glasses. Um, So we are going to be talking about what you're up to and what you're doing now. Mm. But I like to start from the beginning. So tell me, what was your coffee? Your nine to five, your corporate job, what you left, that old thing. Remember that old thing? My old thing. I was an account executive at a company formerly known as Airwell. Okay. Then it changed its name to Oathbird. Now it's known as Verizon Media. So I was an account executive that worked with websites to help them monetize, right? So my clients were the news verticals. So Fox News, CNN, mm-hmm. CNN Money, um, CBS were my clients. And so I worked with them directly to help them monetize their sites. So like my day consisted of cold emailing to get new clients, mm-hmm. hopping on you know, client calls, quarterly business reviews, uh, visiting the Fox News office on a regular basis, mm-hmm. and you know, wearing a blazer at steakhouses. In the right. Um, that was kind of, but it also was like it had a tech element to it as well. So it was okay. A little more laid back. Nice. Um, so that's what I was doing before, and I, pretty much since I graduated college, I was working in a, in a tech sales space. Okay. And what did you go to school for? I went to school for PR. Interesting. I was a very indecisive student. I switched my okay. majors five times and graduated in four years. PR. Yes. Did you ever do anything with your degree? Absolutely not. Well, <laughs> so I landed on PR actually, you know, the, was a fifth major, obviously, because I felt like right. it was general enough okay, yeah. for me to do all things advertising, marketing, uh, communication related. Yeah. Um, so I didn't want to go full communications. I didn't want to go full advertising. I felt like PR was like a good right. middle ground for me. Okay. And, and so I just went with PR. So the advertising world is kind of what you had your eye on. Yeah, the advertising world is kind of... I didn't know what... Honestly, I did. I went through my entire college not knowing exactly what I was going to do, really. Okay. So I was just kind of... It was an exploratory was, four years. Yeah, yeah exploratory <laughs> four years. You know, I st- and, um, and so I just felt like, okay, PR, I knew I didn't, I didn't like writing that much, but I'm okay. Like, okay, I can write good enough, well enough. Right, and to I'm write interested. a press release. Right, and I'm interested, and this was like 2010, 2011, so mm-hmm. social media, I was interested in social media and how that interacted in Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. It was a... It was a, a marriage of like a yeah, bunch of your interests. A marriage of that. I knew it yeah. wanted to do something with the internet okay. and like how we communicate on the internet. So I'm like, okay, PR is a good place because Definitely. You know, Twitter at the time was the number one place where you can send a message right. as, a, as a company. So I'm like, okay, social media manager-ish thing is what I thought. Right, where you, where you were going after. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so how long did you stay in that corporate world? I was uh, six years. Six years. Six years, six years. Okay. Which is, which is really funny. I never really fit in at the job. Like, I always dress a little different. Yeah. <laughs> Like, what was like, your style? Was it like a little laid back? It was or? not as laid back as now because I wear pretty much all black every day. Yes, every day, most days. <laughs> that's your uniform. Um, yeah, it's my uniform. Yeah, um, a little bit like maybe a college shirt, but like I always wear like Jordans or okay like, colorful shoes because that was like something I was not willing to let go. Right, right, right. So, like, so I walk in and be like, oh, cool shoes. I'm like, ah, yeah. You, uh, yeah, you're like, this uh, is me. Yeah, so like I kind of, I kind of stuck out a little bit in that way. Okay. And then like as the years progressed, I started like going more and more casual because I just started mm-hmm. to set myself more because once yeah. I realized I wasn't going to be able to fit into this largely white tech space, yeah. tech bro space is like a very different space yeah. um, than like, your average workplace. So right. um, 
I just started to just embrace myself. You're being very true to yourself. Yeah. 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 And I'm sure it, that kind of like came out over time because I feel yeah. like you start your job, you're like, I got to fit in, I got to wear whatever one else right, is wearing. Right. And then you're like, oh, actually, I can just be myself yeah, and just, I can stand out yeah, a little I'll bit. Yeah, I'll just accept myself. You're just going to have to take me as I am at this right. point. Um, so, yeah, that's how, okay. how I kind of navigated the year. Was, that, was there any point during your six years that you felt happy, you felt like this is what you wanted to do, you wanted to move up and grow? Or did you always kind of feel like this isn't exactly me? So I've only had that one job. Oh, you stayed there for yeah, six years. Yeah. That's um, very unmillennial of it, you. It is because I was there. It, it paid good. Benefits were good. Yeah. And I was also always trying to find a, like I spent, I probably interviewed all six years too. Like You were trying to leave. I was trying to leave, but I'm like, okay, this is a good opportunity. But right. I, there's some stuff I said no to just because I'm like, ah, I'm not sure that's the direction. Where college continued basically. I didn't, right. They still didn't yeah. know exactly. Still exploring. Some stuff didn't work out. So right. I interviewed like, most of those years okay. trying to get into agency i would get like different advice from friends like hey listen you're actually gravy on the client side yeah you know your hours aren't like i didn't have crazy hours or anything in the paper right. so if i went to the agency side i know i'll be working you know 80 hours a week exactly yeah a lot harder when, when the relationship was kind of reversed mm -hmm. uh, where i was working from so we never really found like what exactly i wanted i tried to like dabble in like oh maybe i can try to go into the music industry mm -hmm. like, uh, that's a weird job from tech Right. To music, so I didn't know how to I actually navigate that. So I started like my own website. Okay. Um, it was called like urbanfresh.com. I like highlight all the events that black professionals in the city would go to. Very cool. Yeah, so I was doing that and I was kind of taking my time. I was learning how to do like Photoshop or mm -hmm. new Photoshop a little bit, but I'm like, I'm learning how to get better at it. And right. I'm videos, I'm doing right. like more creative things. I'm like, oh, I like doing this website. And you taught yourself those things, Everything, right? Yeah, everything's self taught. Self taught, YouTube, wow. Yeah. Photoshop is not easy to learn. No, I took one class and I was like, forget it. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I actually learned Photoshop in college. I was a chapter president for my fraternity alpha for alpha. Okay. So like we would need flyers, and I was like, I'll just make it. So you were so you kind of started to dabble in right, it. Yeah. Still in college. Right. Okay. So like the Photoshop using those flyers and social media, like that was all part of what I like to do. So I yeah. learned Photoshop in college just from the necessity of. Need, yeah, being know, in a fraternity, in needing a fraternity. your flyer. Right. So, you're the go to for that. Right. So, when I got my corporate job, I kind of had to leave that alone. Mm -hmm. So, I picked that back up or I started to feel a little bit better about You realize you're I like, oh, doing. I was missing this. Right, right. So, I was working on the website and I was like taking pictures from Tumblr, mm -hmm. and putting my logo on it, and put it on the website. And photographers would be like, don't do that. That's highly, it, yeah, yeah, that's like, not okay. Doing? That's completely flagrant. <laughs> right. Because I'm like, I just need, need for my website. I need man. content. Yeah. <laughs> Like, no, I'm like, fine, I'll just take them myself right. on my iPhone. Okay. And that's when I started taking photos for the website on my iPhone. Oh. That's when I started to say, oh. Okay, wait, where was this within your corporate uh, life span? Was this when you first started? Was no, this towards this the was, end? This was um, probably like year three. So like year halfway three, through. halfway through. Okay, so you were like, let me start dabbling in other things. Yeah, just to like scratch that itch and I had like an extracurricular activity. Right, like, okay. Yeah. So I was taking all these photos with my iPhone mm -hmm. and walking around the city and like learning how to edit and right. filters. So all the basics of photography I learned on the iPhone. Wow. And I was like really hesitant about like taking the next step. So I just stayed there for a few years. Yeah. Just taking pictures of my iPhone. And did that website that you built, did it grow? Like how, how what yeah, happened grew, to that? It grew. Like it, it did a lot. It got me like free tickets to like some shows sometimes. Cool. Like yeah. Shows. I think at, the, at its peak, it wasn't like crazy, but it was getting like maybe like, you know, 
16 or 17,000 hits a month. Okay, so like, yeah, that's pretty significant. So, yeah, though. Like, I keep, wasn't like a real money maker, but it was like people had heard of it. Right. It was starting to get some momentum. Okay. Um, but then like, kind of got tired of just being at every single event. You know it's, well, it's exhausting. Right, so I'm like, yeah. I want to document every event because I'm tired. Like I've been to three right. events on a Monday. Sometimes you just want to go home yeah, after and work. Yeah, I also have a client meeting. Right, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so like, yeah. So did you kind of give that up or did you just kind of like let it fizzle out? As I got better with, I spent, let's say I spent five hours or six hours a day after work. Mm -hmm. I still spent those five or six hours a day after work doing what I wanted, but like mm -hmm. it became six hours on the website, one hour on taking pictures and then two hours taking pictures, four mm -hmm. hours on the website. And eventually I just said, you know, this is what I like doing more. Let me just right. do more photography. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you've kind of given us a taste of like what your cocktail is, but when did you decide it was time to leave your coffee, your corporate job and pursue your cocktail, which is photography full time? Oh, the cocktail. Why don't we sip a cocktail before you answer this? <laughs> 20. Sorry. I picked up, um, a DSLR camera, mm -hmm. first camera, just like this camera right here. You just picked one up or how? Uh, so I asked for it for Christmas. Okay. Because you, you were getting more interested. Well, like, I think my mom was like, seeing I was doing the photography. I was like, oh, we want for, oh, let me get a, a camera. A camera. Yeah, a nice camera. Yeah, like a starter camera, like right. 300 bucks, you know what I'm yes. saying? Yes. You know, I got the camera, I think it was 2015. Okay. I went out like December 27th, like December 27th, like right after Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I walked around, took a couple pictures. Like, this is hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the same not as, as easy as I thought. It's not the same as I thought. So many settings. I watched the tutorials and like literally by New Year's, yeah. I put it on my desk and it sat there. No way. It sat there for a whole year. You just used to rather your iPhone. Yeah, I'm like, this is too hard. I don't right. want to carry this around. I don't want to look goofy. Right. Walking around with this camera all the yeah. time. And a friend of mine, JD, he had moved up and he had the same, he had the same camera. I was like, mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out this camera. Like, oh, I have the same one. Yeah. Let me, let me get my camera. I dusted it off and like, we're trying to learn it together. Right. And then okay. that time I had a buddy and it kind of stuck the second time. Right. So in 2016 is when I like picked up the camera again. Like February 2016 is when I like, okay. Okay. I'm going to try to do like, I'm going to try to get better at photography yes. with this camera. Yeah. Um, and I'm still working full time. Mm -hmm. and like I say by the summer, I'm really loving photography. Photography. Like, You're really into it. I like taking pictures. I like going everywhere. Yeah. I upgraded my camera. At this point, did you have clients or were you just still doing it for fun? No, it was mostly fun. Okay. Um, I think around... Uh, everything happened so it seems like it because yeah. 2016 was not that long yeah. ago um like probably the middle of the year my first client like oh you know hey i'm a dancer i want to get some some photos yeah so i'm probably you know i probably can't afford you i'm like huh all i have is 200 bucks i'm like 200 dollars like, you hey, most definitely can afford me <laughs> yeah absolutely i'm gonna get it for 25 right year, you know right because um, you had no clients. Of I course no you would clients. do it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't even considering clients. I'm just right. like taking pictures and having fun. Yeah. That's like my motto. You know, taking pictures having fun, right? I love that motto. Yeah. So then uh, I started taking my first couple clients. I started traveling more. I built mm -hmm. a relationship. Um, with all while friends. you're working full time. All while I'm working full time. Um, and I built a relationship with some friends who were working at Traveling Wild at the time. Mm hmm you know, this was 2016, like the, okay, the yeah, the, biggest travel brand, right? For black travel. It had like emerged. When did it start? It it probably started sometime before that. But I remember the Instagram was popping. Like it was huge at that point. It's huge now, but I feel like it was just just then. At that it time. was the peak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I just happened to know the right. Wow, so I did a handful of features on the travel noir, mm -hmm. trips, 
And like, you know, then I started to get some momentum. So I'm like, okay, my New Year's resolution yes. is to quit my job. <gasps> Okay. 2017. This, I have been doing it less than a year. I'm like, I'm gonna quit my job. Wow, that New Year's resolution. Life does really happen fast. Um, so <laughs> this is a long winded answer, but so I get to 2017, and I'm like, I'm, I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, let me erase my New Year's yeah. resolution. I'm like, this is not a good time. I, my New Year's resolution was quit in March. March came, and like, came and went, right? I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it right now. Let me like come up with a game plan. And right, because so so you didn't have a plan. That's the thing. You were just like, I'm gonna quit my job. The, when I decided to quit my job, I didn't have a plan. When I, when I actually quit, when I actually quit, you had developed a plan. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. So you you decided March. You're like, I'm not ready yet. No. So you stayed in. A, how long? How much longer did so you stay I, in I your job? I didn't quit until October. Okay, so still within the year, though. Still within the year. So you still kind of made your New Year's resolution. You yeah, did it within the year. I did it within a year. Okay. So I quit my job after doing photography for like a year and some change. Wow. Um, yeah. Okay. Octo you said October? You October. October. All right. Tell me about the time leading up to that. How did you prepare to quit your job? Great question. So <laughs> they were having a layoff. So the company was called Oath, and they were they acquired by Yeah. They acquired Yahoo, and then Verizon acquired Oath. So there's a lot of moving Acquisitions, pieces. yeah. And like, there's a lot of rumors about, they're going to have layovers. They're going to have layovers in Q2. Yeah. So, like, oh, so, so you were like, okay. I'm like, okay, great. And June, like, June, they're going to have layoffs. I heard, like, I got wind of it. Like, mm -hmm. I'm going to get fired. I'm going to get... This is my plan. I'm going to get this care package. It's yes. Send me off. <laughs> Off into the wind. That is the worst when we're praying to get fired. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to float off this severance and I'm going to start my photography business. Yes. Layoffs came, you know. You're I'm still like, in the today's office. Today. today. And then people are leaving. Your desk I'm is getting I'm cleared getting, out. Everything. Everything's marked down. <laughs> Didn't get laid off. Right. And I was so sad about it. I'm like, wow. That is hilarious. I feel you, though. Yeah, yeah. I understand, <laughs> but that's hilarious. I was like, wow, okay. God, yeah, I see what this is. I'm gonna have to make you gotta this make that leap yourself. Like, yeah, I can't stop waiting. I think March was also there was also layoffs in March. I'm like, okay, so this okay. is the second time layoffs came and went, and you still had a job. And I still had the job. I'm probably like, the only one who was praying to be laid off. Right. So I'm like, okay, so I'm just gonna have to do this. So from yeah, July like June, July through October is mm -hmm. when I like, you know got an LLC situated. I had some shares that I had just invested in the past. Yeah. So I sold them off and like okay. upgraded yeah. my equipment and just getting ready. building my little ship yeah. um, to finally quit in October. And, um, there wasn't any special significance in October. I just... You were just more prepared than you were in March. Right, right. So I'm like, okay, now it feels good. I wanted to quit before the holidays because mm -hmm. this is a notoriously slow season. Yes, yeah. it was good time. You know... I'm glad you said that. There's always a good time to quit. Some people are like, there's never a right time. I don't know if that's true. Because yeah. I quit during our downtime. Because I was like, I, you're not about to be mad at me for quitting. Right, right. So, right. like, during events, we have a down season, and that's when I left. How sure were you? I was 100% sure. I also had something to go towards. That's true. But I was 100% sure I had set the date, and everything kind of had aligned itself, where I was like, this is exactly mm -hmm. when. I was very sure. But the buildup, took, it took a year. Yeah. I had multiple panic attacks. I like there was a. I talked to everyone about it. Mm -hmm. I exhausted the conversation with so many people, but I felt so sure. Yeah. When it actually happened. Got you. Yeah. I was like sixty-five percent. 
65%. That's um, not very high. I never got more than 50, 65%. Wow. Because I just didn't, I, I didn't have like a major client or anything. I didn't have any. What money. did you say when you resigned? Because like usually you, you, they'll ask questions. Did you tell them what you're doing or you're just like, I'm done here? Yeah, I think it was like, um, you know, we had a one-on-one -on -one with my boss and um, she was actually not based in New York. She's only in New York every few months. You know every few weeks or so okay so we had to schedule one-on-one was on the calendar so i'm like mm -hmm. this is the time I, I my boss like I, I like my co-workers like they deserve for to hear it like face to face right so you know we have the one-on-one -on -one and like i literally just started crying i did not what? expect i did not expect it i had wow I, I think it was it wasn't like sadness it was just i think it was my body like recognizing how large of a moment this yeah, was. Yeah, you're probably overwhelmed. And that's how it translated um, physically. Through emotion. And I was completely shocked. Like tears just flowing. And, wow. Um, and like my coworkers said, no, like I've been doing photography stuff. And yeah. Like, honestly, I was pretty good, you know? Yeah. But like, not like, wow, this is, you know, what, you know, not like really, really good. I was pretty right. good. I was a pretty good amateur. Okay. Okay. So like they'd seen and I liked this photography thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so yeah, I just started crying. I'm like, I, I don't think I got that many words out either. I was like, I have to leave. I'm gonna try to do this photography thing. And she wow. was like, then she started maybe like a couple of tears. Like, I'm proud of you. This is amazing. Like, she shed some tears. I think so. Wow. I think she just shared the emotion. This was an emotional moment. Yeah, she shared the emotion. Okay. I think so. Did um, that reassure you at all? Like that it was a very emotional moment or did that make you more nervous that you're like, I'm here crying. I'm not even sure. Like, is this the right decision? I don't know. I think that was all about all my, it was always all in my head. Right? Uh, everything. So, like, yeah. I wasn't really thinking about how she felt at the time. Right. <laughs> I had to psych myself up afterwards. Like after I told her, I had to tell the rest of my core because I'm yes. to like the, the, the stairway and like that. Mm -hmm. I had cried in years at this point. I'm like, wow, this is a lot of emotion. It was, yeah, it's a big decision. Um, and then I kind of gave everybody a heads up and everybody was super proud. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, um, so I gave my two weeks. We had like a sales conference like the next week, so I okay. went to the sales conference anyway. I was in Denver, like, yeah, my, yeah, right. It's within my two weeks, <laughs> right, right? Um, so I went to that, and during that time, uh, like plotted my grand opening okay so like, you know, going into full-time freelance i'm like i want everyone to know that i quit my job yes like because i want people to know that i'm open for business and if you don't need photos you yes. might know someone that yeah to start planning out a whole marketing okay so what was that plan what was how did you let everyone know that you were open for business that you would quit your job you're doing photography full-time yeah. what did that look like so i wrote out like a long email like mm -hmm. all the emails that I collected from the website and yes. all my friends that I knew. So I had that tucked away. Every contact you had. Every contact. So I had that tucked away. Mm -hmm. um, and then I wrote like, um, I wrote the story that I just told you about yep. like, me crying with my boss. Like I wrote that into a transcript and I like wow. hired a videographer to follow me during a photo shoot. So like I have a photo shoot wow. announcement, Amazing. BTS video. I, I, like, I, I set aside like 300 bucks yep. on Facebook ads mm -hmm. and just like, Y'all gonna see this. Yes. You know what I'm yep. you are, you're gonna see this. It will be in your face somewhere, two or three somewhere. or four times. Yes. Like just so you know, I yeah. quit and hire me. Good. Right. So I, I planned that all out. So when I quit, nobody. I didn't tell anybody really um, until I like sent the email the same day as I launched the video and like it went. So you like, had a whole like brand you know, launch. Yeah, I had a brand launch. Wow. Um, and then I think like two days later, I got hired for a job in LA. And I was I was in LA shooting. Incredible. Yeah, because like some um, 
Tiffany Arwana from Ad Color. Yeah. She saw it and said, oh, we have Ad Color. Come. Did you think it was going to happen that quickly? No, I had, I had no idea. That, I mean, it, it never does. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what's funny? I read an article the other day about shamelessly promoting yourself. And that's what you did. You have to do that. You have mm -hmm. to believe in yourself to just shamelessly tell everyone, put it on the internet, put it on social media. Otherwise, how are they going to know? Yeah, but the one thing that I did not expect to feel was like, I got so many congratulations and like, congrats, congrats, you're such an inspiration. Yeah. This is super inspiring. And like every message I got just put one additional pound of pressure on me. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, holy You kind of had a responsibility after that. Yeah, like, one, I don't feel like I deserve these congratulations because I haven't done anything. <laughs> right? Yet. I haven't done anything. I just quit my job. Right. Know? Um, And I did, and I felt like, wow, like, there's some pressure here for me. Definitely. So in October, I think one of the most humbling experiences was like in December. Mm -hmm. I, I pretty much was in a position. I saved up money, obviously. Okay, because um, I wanted to ask you about that financially, how yeah. you were preparing yourself right. to be without a salary. Right. I saved up. I don't, I'm cool talking numbers. I saved up with twenty five thousand dollars cash. Right? Wow. That's so over how long? Um, over like the year, I had some investments that I sold. Okay, so, I sold so you were stuff. a saver. You were yeah. saving from every paycheck. Yeah, I was saving. Uh, I used Digit.co to knock. Digit works. I bought some. The remember the Bitcoin? Yes. Case? Yeah, you I did. You some bought some. Cashed out. Yeah. No way. So like, I made a few thousand bucks off of that. Incredible. So like, I had like twenty five thousand, but like Great. I was hemorrhaging money. I was, yeah. Money was fast. It was. Really, it goes so quickly. Yeah, it was, especially when you don't have the the benefits that you used right, to have, right. and yeah. So the money was flying out. So I pretty much had to take whatever came. Yeah, absolutely. Right. There's no job too big, too small. Right. Yeah. So just taking whatever events, and um, still probably the most humbling moment of my career was the, the first December, and like two few months after I quit, Google hired me to do like a blacks in tech event. I'm like, oh yeah. Right great. up your alley. Great. You left tech. You left, yeah, yeah. Great. So I'm coming in. I got my camera. I'm wearing all black. I'm standing next to Kochek. And one by one, all of these people I know from like my job, uh, colleagues, for like, you know, I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about all of my friends are like here yeah. from the tech space. And right. I'm here like, wow. This, this is, is my gig. Yeah, these are all my people. Wow. And like, I'm here like, with the Kochek person. How does that feel? Well, right. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I was a very emotional. I'm like, damn, this is really humbling. Mm -hmm. This is very, and everybody's asking me, oh, how are things going? Yeah. I'm like, well, it's yeah. going good. Like, yeah, as good as it can. Take a picture. Yeah. Know, like, so At that, this point, it was how long after you had left your job? I left in October. This was December. Like two seconds after. Two yeah. seconds after. Wow. So it's like, I didn't have any wins really to speak of. Right? Yeah. Also, that's You're like, I'm so, still working. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like a really humbling moment. But like, it really motivated me to say, okay, I have to legitimize mm -hmm. this decision. Yeah. So 2018 is going to be a major year for me. So that was, yes. that was like, that set the tone for me. For yes. Following year. And and so what, what was 2018 like then? How did that change from 2017? Well, 20, 2018 was, the, I guess, my first full year of being freelance. Right. And just taking bumps on the head. Yeah. I think of right around, I want to say, like, March, April, I was, that 25000 was the, 
It was depleted. Yeah. Yeah. Holidays are from Florida, so flying to Orlando for Christmas. That's when people go to Disney World. Like, you know, that ticket. You know what I'm saying? The prices are up. Right, right. So, like, I really started to sweat a little bit. Yep. But then things started to stick. I can't remember exactly what my clients were that time of year, but Mm -hmm. um, things just started to pick up and get more regular. I started to get more creative. Yeah. Um, And then bigger clients came. Yeah. Came. So my expenses were like really high. Yep. Um, but I made it through. You made it through. I made it through. So what was the like the progression of clients? Mm-hmm. Like you started, you know, with a couple one-offs. Mm-hmm. When did you start to really have a steady flow of clients where you kind of stopped worrying, or have are you at that point? Like, um, I know it's it's kind of an interesting question, but like, when did you stop worrying about? I don't think I don't think I'll ever stop worrying, but it's less about like oh what you know is money going to come in. I think it's just like I'm always worried. Is this the peak? Yes. Is yeah. This the top. Yeah. And so even when I get like a huge win, like oh wow, this is amazing. Yeah. I'm shooting with Netflix or something. Yep. Is this the peak? Well, like in 20 oh, years, I'm like oh that one time when I did that one shoot, that was those were the days. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, so like the the wins are so fleeting. Mm-hmm. What I'm learning in entrepreneurship. Yeah. You know, like the the wins are fleeting. And so, I mean, talking about the peak, you have worked with some amazing clients. Mm-hmm. You've traveled the world with yes. your photography. What are some of the most memorable A clients that you've worked with and B places that you've traveled okay. for photography? This might be a two birds, one stone thing. So I okay. was in, uh, I've flown out to Bali to shoot like a private entrepreneurship workshop. Mm-hmm. And in this workshop, you know, I'm there, I'm attending. My friend actually runs it and you know, we're setting goals yeah. and intentions and talking about like attracting things to come to us. Yeah. Um, and then like towards the end of the trip, as we were wrapping, I didn't really have much work left to do. I get a call from Netflix saying, Hey, um, you know, we're doing While you're in Bali, you get a call from while Netflix. In Bali, wow. Like and I was finished working, so I'm just in Bali. Enjoying in it. the pool. I think I opened the email like with my feet in the water. Oh my god. And I'm like, what? kind of life what is life have I made you know what I'm have saying? you built you built that yeah it was, it was that was probably the most insane moment uh for me mm-hmm. like in my career just that like having something so exciting on the horizon while I'm on the other side of the world did that reconfirm what you yeah your decision it reconfirmed everything yeah, didn't I think that was a moment when I was like okay I'm doing what I'm was searching for yeah, I found what I've been searching for. Yeah, I need to continue to continue to dedicate myself. Yeah, to this craft because I, I'm not sure if I've been this happy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, like, that was a great that was a great moment. I, I can I remember that day vividly. I remember, yeah, I remember how everything felt. Mm-hmm. I remember saying, responding to the email. Yeah, I remember back to my room responding to the email and like some the friends the people were still there, so like friends were around me. Yeah, and just like a cannonball into the pool. Oh my, and like. <laughs> Wow. Get some back strokes in the pool. Like, oh, I can't believe That's it. like one of those happy feelings you'll never forget how you felt. Right, yeah. That's yeah. amazing. So that was it. So you've got, you've got some peaks, but were there any times where you considered maybe I made a mistake, maybe I need to go back, I need to, you know, divert and do something else? Mm-hmm. Like, was, was there a moment like that or were you kind of just like, let me just keep going with it? It's so interesting. Um, I get the moment where I was doing the, the Google event. Mm-hmm. Coworkers. That was really early on, but 
No, it never really occurred to me to stop pushing. Good. Like, I committed myself. I'll, I'll just take things as they come. It's yeah. weird. People ask me for advice sometimes. Like, how do I get certain gigs? I've been able to work with Foot Locker, like we were yep. talking about. Yeah. You know, I've been flown across the world, working with Nike, working mm-hmm. with Netflix, working with, you know, all these great companies. Yeah. I never do any outreach. I never. Everything's coming to you at this everything point. Everything has, everything has come to me. Wow. Always. Always. 100% of what I've done has come to me. Um, So I guess during the process, I'm just working on being in the best position to receive. Yes. Being the best me to receive because, you know, as an entrepreneur, freelancer, you know, you have a plan for the week and then somebody calls and that flips the week. Changes. You got to be flexible. Right. So the skill in surviving is making sure you're ready to handle things as they come. Yes. Right. So that has that means like having a good foundation, um, just spiritually, mm-hmm. and having a good foundation in my routine to mm-hmm. be able to receive these because as things come in and I, you know, fuck it up. Yeah. That's an opportunity gone. Right. right? So yep. Like, exactly. Then I won't get that call back. Right? right. And then that thread that I built with these people at these companies, they might go to other companies and my thread follows them. So, exactly. Um. So my my work. My outreach is really just inner self-work yeah. to be able to manifest these things to come. Yeah. Do you do anything, like, with your mental health? Yes. Like, do you meditate? Do you, I know you mentioned your spirituality. Yeah. Like, is that something that's really, like, helped you through this whole process? Yeah, I know. The meditation is huge right now. Everybody's yes. talking about meditation. Talking about I do meditate. Okay. And sometimes when I'm able to meditate 30 days in a row. Yep, yeah. I didn't meditate today. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't meditate yesterday either. I yes. try to when I can. Like yeah. I always aim to do all these very mindful things and really set a routine. What helps me with mental health um, and just overall confidence is being able to just complete and finish small things. Yeah. So one of the triggers I've been using for the past couple of years or so is like mm-hmm. when somebody says good morning, or like when I say good morning, I really sit back and think, okay, let's put a definition to what a good morning is. Hmm. Right. Everybody has their definition of what a good morning is. Right. I need to find mine. Right. Right. Okay. So, okay. A good morning for me is. Yes. I wake up before seven. I go to the gym and I meditate. Right. And that's a good morning. And that and that's a good morning. Mm-hmm. Right. If I can do, I don't know if I do those three things. Yes. Like I'm already ahead of where I need to be. Yeah. And obviously, a lot of days I fall short. But at least I have the definition. At least I have yes. something like to, to strive to. Absolutely. Right? So I was like, I didn't get the end of last year. I didn't go to the gym for like the past three months. Yeah. Just because I mean, I was You're off busy. my game. I yeah, yeah. My game. I, I hate when people don't admit when they're off their game. Right. Yeah. So when I, I stopped going to the gym and I started to doubt myself more and have a little more self consciousness about my overall work as an artist and mm-hmm. entrepreneur, um, you know, through this journey. I realized that like motivation mm-hmm. is something that you can manipulate. And yeah. I think about what is the cause of motivation? How can you create urgency for yourself? And I realized people quit things because they stop getting better. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's true. And so they, they say, oh, you know, I just lost the passion. You know, I, in high school, I just picked up the guitar and I learned like a couple songs. Uh huh. Third song I learned like a little hard. I'm like, oh, I don't like guitar that much anymore. No, it just got harder. It to got get hard, so you gave up. It got harder to get better. Yeah. And once I accepted that it's going to get hard for me to get better. Yeah. It's more important for me to just show up 
yes. every day. Yeah. Um, and just rack up those little small wins. So mm-hmm. that means meditate, getting up early, go to the gym. Those are three wins that I can start with. Yep. That will then generate the artificial motivation that I need to keep pushing. It will change the rest of so your day. So that was like a lesson that I've learned like in the past few years. Like, yeah. You create your own motivation. You don't. You don't sit. You know, and multiply motivation by zero. Yeah. You get zero. I like that thinking about what actually is a good morning. Yeah. Before you, before just saying it and like you know it's like it's like clockwork. We just like respond. Yeah. That's like, did I actually have a good morning? Yeah. Are yeah. you actually having a good morning? Exactly, yeah. I exactly. like that. Yeah. So one thing that I like to end every episode on Cocktails Over Coffee with is a shot. Mm-hmm. So that's something small, something strong and powerful that you want to pass on. Okay. What shot do you want to give? Okay. I'm going to give a little, this is my little shot. It's a double shot. Okay. Ooh, um, yeah. Strong. I approach my work and my self-progression mm-hmm. like a lumberjack. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. So Mumberjack's job is to chop down big trees. Yes. Right? So if I'm a lumberjack, I'm looking, I'm holding my axe, yeah. I'm focusing on my swing, I'm swinging, I'm swinging, I'm swinging at my tree. Mm-hmm. If I look up at the tree, I'm not focusing on my swing. If I'm looking at other people's sh- trees, I'm yeah. not focusing on my swing. So if I stay down and just focus on the small, minute details of my swing, day yeah. to day, 100%. Yep. that tree will eventually come down. Yep. So focus on your swing. Okay. When did you come up with that? That's genius. I was standing in the rain at Broadway Lafayette. Uh-huh. I was holding a lot of equipment. Yeah. I'm like, this shit sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, this is part of it. There's this, a re- is, yeah. this is part of it. Carrying this heavy stuff on the train in the rain. Yep. It's not glamorous, but like, all part. I got, this is part of it. And this is what I signed up to do. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that. We are all going to be lumberjacks. Yes. So what is next for you? What are you working on? What are you excited about? What projects do you have coming up that you can share? Some stuff I can't share. Okay. But um, the number one project is always me. Mm-hmm. Always. Um, just being the best version of me. I'm looking to um, launch some prints soon. People have been asking for prints. Nice. So... I think I uh, will set something up pretty cool for some prints. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for you or anyone listening, my next project could be your next project. So yeah, always. Hit me. So where can they find you? Where can they contact you? What do you prefer? Email, Instagram, what's best? Um, email mark at markclennon.com. It's Clennon, like John Lennon with a C in the front. Yes. Um, or hit me on Instagram, mark.c. Yes. Um. Yeah, that's how you can find me. Wait, this is a random question. When did you become Mark C? Like, because I love that name. It's just, it, it's know. it's very, like, catchy and almost like a famous name. When did you become Mark that's C? That's a good question. <laughs> you know, okay, so originally, yeah. in high school, I worked at the library. Okay. And my name tag said first, like, my first name and last initial. Okay. And I was, like, the only black dude at the library. So, yeah. I'm, I'm Clint. Everybody's fine. So, like, yo, I got you, fam. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, so, it's like, On you know, your mind, I got C, you. Blah, blah. Yeah. So, like, that name stuck for a while. Um, and then it was, people just know me as Mark. Most people just know me as Mark. Yes. And then Twitter, my Twitter name was Mark C. My yeah. Instagram was Mark C. But as I started to do photography, people started just recognizing my Instagram name. And then there was a resurgence of the name Mark C. Yeah. So I can kind of tell how or where you know me from based on if you based say Based on what you C call me, yeah. Or not say the C. 
Interesting. I was like, yeah, because you literally, like, I was like, Mark Clinton. I was like, yes, that is your name, but you're Mark C. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. From high school. Okay. From high school. The name the goes name back. Tag, the name tag in the library. But I, I like the name Mark C. I like, I like it. Yeah, I like the name. It flows. It flows it's, I'm not going to lie to you. It's, it's like a, it's a famous name. I, I see big <laughs> things for you. <laughs> I claim them. I claim I claim, claim all of them. Sure. Cheers, Mark. Thank you Cheers. so much. This has been awesome. It has. And hopefully I have some um, some gigs I can book you for in the future. You know where to find me. Events, photography. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the world's just right there. We're here. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you for having me.